This is the house of the Lord, solidly built. It has been founded on solid rock. Six months ago, fire broke out at the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris. Emergency crews battled as the spire burned and the fire spread to the roof, consuming both. Around the world, we watched in horror. Experts estimate that repairs will cost billions of euros and require 20 to 40 years to complete. Controversy has sprung up around the design. In all this talk, it is possible to miss that Notre Dame still stands. Damaged? Yes, grievously so. But she stands, and her foundation is untouched. We celebrate churches because the building is an image of the spiritual edifice that gathers within it. This image is not static, however, but includes its building, maintenance, and repair. It even includes catastrophes. At this time, the Catholic Church is facing various crises, the sexual scandals, the drop in priestly vocations, and declining attendance, among others. There are problems, but the Church stands. While we may want to leap in to fix the problems, we should first take St. Paul's teaching to heart and consider our foundation. We should consider the example of Notre Dame. We should consider the history of the Church and the other crises that have failed to destroy her. We must remember that the Church is not a human project. God the Father Almighty has founded it on Christ Jesus, the living cornerstone, in whom the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple. He is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven, beyond the reach of all instability, change, or decay. As we consider the security this provides, we should also remember the way St. Paul and St. John speak of the Apostles. When John describes the New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, he tells of twelve bejeweled foundations inscribed with the names of the twelve Apostles. If the current hierarchy seems engulfed in a destructive conflagration, we can take heart from the fire-tried purity of the Apostles and rely on their intercession. The Church triumphant is, after all, safe in heaven, and we can depend on them for help. The current situation can be disheartening. Like Notre Dame, the damage appears extensive, rebuilding will take decades, and the cost will be extremely high. But in the case of the Church, the cost is not ours to pay. It has been paid by the precious, priceless blood of Christ. If we wish to help, we must offer up the body and blood, soul and divinity of Christ, and by following the example of the martyrs who poured out their blood in union with Christ. We should look again at Notre Dame and take note of the sections that were not damaged. Surely they don't appear to be doing anything to help. But if they were to leave their places in order to lend assistance, the problem would become much worse. To stand in one's place in time of trial is no small accomplishment and no small contribution. Some may be called to a more active role, but most of us will do our part in lives of quiet fidelity. What might that look like? One answer would be what so many Parisians did as Notre Dame burned, gathering to keep vigil together, singing and praying as one. 
At the dedication of Solomon's temple, it is when the trumpeters and singers were heard as a single voice praising and giving thanks to God that the temple was filled with the glory of the Lord. Perhaps we could each ask ourselves how we fall short of that unity and instead contribute to the disharmony and contention and polarization we see around us. And as Jesus told us this past Sunday, we must persevere in this prayer, being persistent, even provocative, giving God no rest until he establishes Jerusalem as he has promised. Finally, our prayer will be incomplete if we do not cultivate a spirit of gratitude. King Solomon and all Israel give thanks for God's enduring mercy, and he comes to dwell in their midst. Zacchaeus receives Jesus with joy, while the onlookers, the good people, grumble. If we look for faults, we will always find them. If we give thanks, our eyes will be opened as the Lord teaches us to see all things as gifts. It is likely to be a slow and costly process, but the result will be our own restoration as human beings, in harmony with our Creator and with each other. Let us now approach the solid rock of Christ Jesus, and with the saints, unite our hearts and voices in the grateful praise of the Eucharist, once more asking him to heal his beloved Church.